Hello again and welcome to another episode of your member-only content. This is a special opportunity that we provide to our USCCA members, and I am here again with Tom Grieve, noted criminal defense attorney. Today's topic is going to be managing the police response. What we've done now with the member-only content is break this down into what we're calling about five-minute segments, and we're taking a look at all of the responses, all of the steps, and what happens after a defensive gun use or a self-defense incident, um, specifically defensive gun use. So, Tom, as always, we're going to give you five minutes to talk about this next topic, managing the police response. What should you do at a self-defense incident when the police arrive? You got five minutes, you're on the clock. <laughs> Sounds good. So the police are arriving, all right, and now you as a sheriff's deputy, you, you know full well that you're only getting a trickle of information coming from dispatch. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Person while, with a gun. While you're driving at 100 miles per hour or however it is, navigating traffic, if you live in a suburban or urban area, I mean, you are multitasking and you as the responding officer, your adrenaline, your, your heart rate, everything's just pumping through the roof. Now, that's extremely important to kind of frame that perspective because that's what that's what our, our victim, that's mm -hmm. what our self-defense shooter, that's what they've got coming to them. Okay. Yeah. And they need to be cognizant of that, even though they just went through what is probably the single most traumatic experience of their life. Mm -hmm. But this that does not preclude the fact that the officers are going to be in their own traumatic experiences. They're pulling up to really what's an unknown dynamic environment with deadly threats potentially against them. Yeah, that uh, that situation does not stop when the bad guy is quote-unquote down. Now the police are coming. It's still going on. Well, and the police know full well that just because one bad guy may be down, that doesn't mean that his friends are. Mm -hmm. So all the police really know is they're going into a dynamic environment with potentially and very probably multiple deadly threats. Mm -hmm. And when they get there, they may have a description of what you look like, where you are, and so forth. They may not. Yep. And... Just because you're a middle-aged guy or a younger guy or an older guy and you're wearing jeans and a white shirt doesn't mean that one of the threats wasn't either, yeah. right? So, folks, they're going to treat you like you may be a threat, okay? That's okay. It's going to be very important to basically make sure that you follow their commands. And as you see the trickle of the police lights, the flow of the, of the police lights come down your block, you yeah. may still have your firearm. Uh, in the low ready position, you may still have your firearm there. I would suggest that once they basically are coming into view and mm -hmm. once you're in that sort of situation, if it's me personally, I'm going to put my firearm down and I'm going to slowly move away from it. Yep. It's going to be one less obstacle to deal with when the police arrive. Yeah, I'd really like to see people with their hands up and empty and and maybe the victim, the person who called, pointing, saying, that's the bad guy. He shot me. You know, He attacked me, and, and that's him over there. Right, right. So you're going to want to be able to make sure that you follow those very early instructions, have your hands up. This is not the time to be shouting at them. This is not the time to be saying, I know my rights and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I, I don't say that with an ounce of sarcasm. Mm -hmm. I don't say that with any inclination of the officers are doing something wrong or or you're doing something wrong it's just this is not the time or place they don't know who you are all they know is that there's been probably a shooting mm -hmm. and you're there with a gun and potentially with a gun <laughs> yeah. 
still being held or, or obviously holstered or maybe unobviously holstered. And just because they may see your firearm on the ground, at least what you're telling them is your firearm on the ground, they don't mm -hmm. know if, if that's your gun, if you have other guns, if you have other weapons and so forth. So they're not going to be very nice is just the bottom line. And you need to get through that. So follow their commands very closely. Follow it to a T. Don't make any sudden movements. Don't put your hands towards your waist, towards your pockets or anything of that. Okay. Um, once you get through that initial encounter, um, they're probably going to be asking you questions. It's going to be very important yep. to identify the fact of, look, I was attacked. That was the bad guy. Mm -hmm. There was his weapon. Okay. Two other bad guys ran that way. Two other bad guys ran that way and kind of go through the quick situation. But I wouldn't be going into details or a heavy amount of details mm -hmm. or anything of the sort. And I think we're going to be talking about that later as well. But that's this is not the time or place. Yeah, there's uh, really no room for debate um, when, a, when an officer arrives on the scene of a shooting and someone is there holding or having a holstered gun or even if they're putting their gun on the ground. If the officer says don't move, certainly don't move. If the officer says put your gun down, it's not time to say, but I'm the good guy. The, the, you're looking for somebody else uh, because that officer doesn't really know what's happening. They may have all sorts of people yelling at them through the radio. There's other officers probably responding or nearby. They've got so many vectors of information coming at them, mm -hmm. and they're going to be really amped up. Yep. So this is this is not the time for debate or discussion. Yeah, and at the police academy, what they've been instructed, what we have been instructed, is take control of that scene. And it's not safe until people are either detained or searched, and then you can actually calm down and feel safe. And you're going to and you're going to wind up with handcuffs on you. Yeah, just what absolutely. It is. Um, and again, this is no time to be resisting an officer. Let them put the handcuffs on. Um, they're just controlling the scene. They're not deciding that you're guilty of anything. They're just making sure that nobody else picks up a gun and starts shooting. Absolutely. All right. Look at that. Five minutes is up. We're getting pretty good at this, Tom, in you know, short five-minute segments. I'm going to say three for three. Yeah. Is there anything that we may have missed in this time? Again, another very important topic. And in the five-minute time that we have, we want to make sure that people can consume this quickly, but I don't want to miss out on anything that you think is very important from a criminal defense standpoint. I think from the, the nice part of how this particular episode was chopped up, is because it's so incredibly important that we really only have, if there was just one thing to talk about, that's the reason why we're only talking about that one thing, mm -hmm. which is you have to get through the next encounter. You survived your bad encounter, your encounter with the bad guy. Yep. Now we have to, in essence, survive our next encounter. And there's basically gonna be three encounters in total. Yeah. Bad guy, good guys, law enforcement, and then the, the judicial process and the court system. So survive that next one by following their commands. Yeah, this five-second gunfight is going to go on for quite a long time. So thank Absolutely. you very much for being here, Tom. I really appreciate it. And again, folks, this is not legal advice. This is getting you started on your path to being a responsibly armed citizen. You need to study this stuff. You need to understand it. And you need to have a plan before this situation unfolds in front of you so that you know what you're going to be doing. I want to thank our guest, Tom Grieve, for being here, providing us his insights as both a criminal defense attorney and a former prosecutor. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine, and this has been your member-only content.